Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, Matt Williamson here to give you an instant reaction to the Malik Reed to the Steeler trade from Denver. Um, leaves the Steelers a little short on late round picks next year. That doesn't mean that they won't accumulate them. You know, that, 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 just something to throw out there. Um, but this was a big need. That that third outside linebacker slash edge guy really was lacking here. Avery didn't fit. Uh, that's what they were hoping out of him. And now they are going with Reed, who is an upgrade over all the guys they had played. Um, or, you know, all, all the guys that they had had other than, obviously, Watt and, of course, Highsmith. Um, I don't think Reed will compete with Highsmith for a starting job. But here's what I know about him. And this won't be a super long pod, but I just wanted to give you guys an instant reaction um, he played 81% of the Broncos' defensive snaps last year. So, you know, I mean, that's not nothing. I mean, he was a starter. And uh, he got a spike after Von Miller was traded. Chubbs had some injuries there, too. I think deep down he's a three, but a rotational three and exactly what the Steelers needed in that regard. Um, he's not the biggest. Um, let's start with the stats. He is a, he's been in the league three years. He was undrafted. He's played 45 games in those three years and has 15 sacks in those 45 games and 13 of them over the last two years. I mean, he was an eight sack guy in 2020. So very productive um, for not, not being a full-time player that whole time. I mean, they had Miller and Chubb, as I've mentioned, and even going back, they had Shaq Barrett, you know, so they've had a lot of good edge players in Denver. Um, he was very productive at college, in college, as you would guess. I mean, that's not shocking, but he went to Nevada. Um, he's from Alabama. He went to Nevada and was really a somewhat dominant player for Nevada in that in that conference, which is what you want to see, but he was not drafted. Um, I would imagine many of you, and I need to look into this more, assume he will be a major special teams contributor he might be, but I went to Pro Football Focus just to see his snap counts and utilization last year. The only special team he was a part of for Denver was field goal block, you know, so and maybe we won't see him on the punt team or running down on kickoffs or those things. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm curious if they address that at some point. I'm recording this Tuesday around two o'clock, so there could be more news on this subject as well. But I did want to give you my impression of what he is. Um, he is a very, he's a little undersized at his, he's listed about 230-ish. You'd prefer more of their, most of their guys are 250-ish. I think he's closer to 240. Uh, he was almost 240 at his combine a couple of years ago. And I think he's added a few pounds since, but that's always hard to tell. You got to trust teams and all that good stuff. So he's not a real physically imp imposing player just to look at. 
Um, and when he was coming out of school, some thought he might have to be kind of a second-level player, but that's not what he's been. He's been an edge pass rusher, and that's what he does well. He, he's decent against the run. Um, he can get pushed around a little because he's not built like Bud Dupree. You know, I mean, he's not like this massive human being on the edge, but he's gotten better and better with that. Um, not super long arms or huge hands, but he plays pretty strong. So that's, you know, a, a good thing about him all in all. Is But where he really does his best work is he's productive. He's a good football player. His measurables don't blow you away. But he's a real twitchy guy. I mean, his first step is excellent. He changes directions well. He's very bendy, explosive, springy. You notice he has very good knee bend, ankle flexion. How about that for getting nerdy on you? Some good ankle flexion there. Flexibility is what basically what I'm saying here, is he can get his pads low. So um, a very good hoop guy bending the edge, you know, getting that shoulder down low. And so that's good for him. Um, he plays the game with intelligence. He diagnoses things real quickly and he can change directions well when play, you know, when he has to switch up. He's okay in coverage, but as all Steeler outside linebacker types, he's more of a drop to the flat type of guy here and there, but he's better coming forward. That's not super important to them. And they've used that, you know, that tactic less and less over the years. So they want their edge guys coming after the quarterback, which he does quite well. Um, again, productive, um, not the biggest guy, has a nice little track record here, experienced. Um, so I like the move all in all. Um, I thought that was one of the biggest holes on the team. Highsmith hasn't played in a while. Uh, Watt, to his credit, will take himself out of games here and there, you know, just to uh, get a breather more than some edge guys. And, you know, the depth behind those dudes was nil. So I think this makes um, a lot of sense. I don't love giving up draft picks because he is a free agent after the 2023 season um, or, or before the, the 2023 offseason. So he will be a rental for the year. That part you don't love. Um, but that's a new coaching staff in Denver. The old staff loved him and used him properly, kind of like the Avery situation. He just didn't really fit with the new coaching staff and the new scheme in Denver. Um, played a lot of preseason snaps, though. And they made the decision, hey, we'll turn him into a pick instead of sticking a, a square peg in a round hole. And I think he fits here much, much better with the Steelers. So overall, I think it's a good move. It's not a super exciting move, but finding edge pass rushers isn't easy. Maybe they could even use a fourth one. You know, we'll see how things go. But this is a good fit, and I think it makes plenty of sense. And I give it a thumbs up, all in all. I'm excited to watch him. I assume he'll play in week one. I also assume Highsmith will play in week one. It sounds like that won't be an issue. Fortunately for Reed and anyone else that they grab from outside the organization, they do have the better part of two weeks to get these guys coached up, know the defense, know the assignments, know the checks, get the game plan in, all those things. I don't expect that to be a real Uphill climb for Reed. I think he'll be fine in that regard in terms of scheme. I mean, he'll need to learn some verbiage and all that, as every new player does. But I don't think it's a big deal. 
Um, so again, quick pod today. Um, just wanted to give you an instant reaction to read. Maybe we'll do, um, if they're, depending what else happens here, maybe I'll get back to you with some other new players and uh, go from there. So there you have it. Thanks again. I am Matt Williamson. Follow me on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Check out all my goodies on the site. I hosted live cues the other day. I've been doing one article a week, and I will do that one. Probably start digging into that tonight. Not exactly sure what I'm going to do on that one quite yet. We'll see what else, how the roster shapes up in complete in its complete entirety. Um, other note too, I just want to throw out there: um, KZ is going to end up on the injured reserve, but that doesn't mean his season is over. I just want to make sure everyone realizes that that he went on the he originally made the 53. Then they're going to put him on IR, from what I understand. That hasn't been made official when I've recorded this yet. And then he will be able to come off the IR then. If they had put him straight to IR, he would not be eligible to return from injured reserve this year. So that's good news. I expect that we will see KZ at some point this year. All right. Thanks again. Over and out. everyone i am back and we're going to talk about jesse davis and frankly reads a little more exciting than davis that doesn't mean davis is a bad player there's just not a lot of massively distinguishing traits with davis at this point um he's gonna be turning 31 here very soon in the next couple weeks uh like reed his contract expires after the season but he's also played a lot of snaps and has been serviceable, adequate, whatever boring adjective you want to use. But serviceable and adequate for an NFL offensive lineman or for a Steelers offensive lineman has value. Um, he is, as, as I mentioned, he's a little older, but he was, you know, Miami's right tackle last year. I played two games at left guard. I think he's more of a guard, but the, for the majority of last year, he was their starting right tackle. Played 922 snaps there at right tackle and 135 at guard. Um, that was one of, if not the worst offensive line in the league. The Vikings are moving on with them because Ed Ingram beat him out. And it isn't thought of this way, but Minnesota's got a pretty good offensive line. So not being able to start for the Vikings make some sense. I mean, one thing I think that shows some some of the value of Davis, literally, is, I mean, the Dolphins signed him to a three-year, $15 million deal, and he played every bit of that. So he got all his money, um, became a free agent. Minnesota then signed him to a one-year, $3 million deal before this season, and half of that was a signing bonus. He got $1.5 million signing bonus. So the Steelers only inherit half of that. He's a $1.5 million cost to them. So, you know, that's not bad for what I think will be their sixth man, their Joe Haig. I hope Joe Haig comes back or somebody like him. Um, but, uh, you know, these are comparables is Haig. Better at guard, but he can play tackle. I don't want him playing left tackle. 
But if that left guard spot doesn't work out, Dotson, you can't count. I mean, if, you, if Dotson proves to be unreliable or Green just turns out to be flat out bad, which sure looks like the case, then Davis will probably play at some point. Chooks, to me, is a much better right tackle than Davis. And I mean that as a compliment to Chooks. He's played pretty well. But Davis is built more like a tackle. He's a smidge under 6'6". Went to Idaho, and at his pride, his pro day, he was 309 pounds. He's listed as heavier than that now. He looks heavier than that now. Um, here's what's boring about him, and boring's fine. I mean, and boring's not bad. He's a fine pass protector. He's fine as a run blocker. He doesn't have a trait to me that stands out negatively or positively. He's not... Super athletic, but he's not a bad athlete. He's not super powerful, but he's not, you know, deficient in that way. So that sounds fine to me, you know, considering where this line is. I mean, he's a sixth man in the NFL all day. In a perfect world, on a great line, he's probably a seventh man. But on this line, he might be the fourth man or the fifth guy. In a way, I th- kind of think he has some similarities to, to Cole, the center. You know, he was, he was a tackle as a kid. He's played guard. He's played center. I'm talking about Cole. Where Davis has some position versatility. He has some toughness. He has some athleticism. He has some um, experience, good and bad. You know, he's been around the league. So there's value in that. I mean, I'm sorry about blowing your doors off with, you know, picking up Davis, but they barely gave anything up for him. Um, combined between him and Reed, they don't have much invested financially, salary cap-wise, or um, in terms of draft pick compensation it took to get them. They're both free agents after the year. I'm not going to predict Reed or Davis's future, but I'm sure you could easily bring them back, even if they have good years. And frankly, I think Reed's a better player than Davis. More excited about him, but offensive linemen are very, very scarce. And Davis is a acceptable one, an acceptable offensive lineman. And when they leave, if they do, if you don't bring them back, they'll help your comp pick equation. Although I've brought this up before, I think the Steelers will probably bring more in than they lose next year in the comp world. So it really doesn't matter that way. So looking at comp pick equation isn't great for this team. But I think Davis is a good player. Uh, he's an average player. He's a he's a boring player. I keep saying that. I am excited to watch more of him. Unfortunately, I you know he won't wasn't at camp and you don't get to see him every day like that. But that's what he is. I mean, sorry I'm not blowing your doors off, but that's what they picked up. Uh, I like the Reed more move more than the Davis move. But edge rushers and average offensive linemen don't grow on trees. And they got two of them on the cheap, so I think they will help the Seals. That's a wrap. Over and out.